Blog Talk Radio. Afternoon, it's your boy Rodney Perry. I'm out here on the West Coast, and as I sign on today, I'm uh, watching the memorial for Mr. Michael Jackson. Um, Barry Gordy is on the stage right now as I open the microphone, and I moved on so many different levels. Um, wow, as I really reflect on what type of star we're looking at or or the type of man that we were blessed with in this time i'm reminded of michael jackson and and how powerful he was so uh today this show is dedicated to the memory of michael jackson um to to child stars around the world and to those of you that want to touch the world michael jackson uh gone but definitely not forgotten um, so amazing is this gentleman already in this memorial. Uh, Queen Latifah came on and spoke. Um, um, Lionel Richie, Lionel Richie came out and sang, and also Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey sang as well. So um, a great memorial right here in Los Angeles. Uh, Mariah Carey was joined by Trey Lorenz in the uh, special as well, and. Uh, it's it's more than a memorial. I think it's a celebration of his life. His brothers are all there. The Jackson Five are there. They they all have their sequinic gloves on their left hand. Uh, I think a great nod to the King of Pop. So I don't want this to be a sad moment at all. This is Rodney Perry live. You're tuned in to my show, and I got to tell you, I got a great one for you today. Um, just. Two great human beings are going to join me on the show today. Um, a young lady that we've all, you know, if you're a black man in America, you have found yourself in love with this lady. Uh, her name is Bernadette Stannis. Uh, you may know her as Thelma, the character she immortalized on Good Times. And also uh, a special addition to that, uh, my man Ralph Carter, who you know also from Good Times, where he played Michael, you know, Daddy, that's a that's a white racist word. <laughs> I love Michael from Good Times. And um and they, they both are gonna be on the line with us and matter of fact I see that they've already uh called in. So it is so much stuff I wanna cover today. I normally do an hour show, but I know we wanted to cover some Michael Jackson stuff. I know that I had two guests on simultaneously, so I wanna give them equal time and make sure we get to know what's going on in their lives because, you know, as you grow up in this business, in this game, uh, of course you have your entertainment life, but you have your personal life. You have your children. You have your uh, your other outside endeavors. So we're going to hear all of that today. This is Rodney Perry Live. I got my friends tuning in all over the country. Um, I want to talk Michael Jackson. I know this is my girl right here. 214. What's up, girl? Hey, Rodney. 
Marcelina, how you doing today? Michael Jackson Memorial. I just wanted to open this show real quick. I wanted to talk to you and get your thoughts on today and what this what this whole uh, uh, Michael Jackson sensationalism is uh, is doing for you. I mean, it's touching my heart right now. I couldn't even. I was putting on makeup to go out, and I just had to stop because it's just so heart wrenching. It's like this is actually like the first guy I could ever say in my life that I love. I was like, I love Michael Jackson. I just knew I was going to marry him. And wearing that glove every day was going to get me closer to his soul or something. But Michael was like an icon. He's like phenomenal music genius. And, I mean, can't nobody touch him. You cannot touch him. And I'm just glad that they're celebrating his life and they're doing an excellent job with his service. You know, watching it on TV right now at the Staples Center, the crowd is amazing and respectful, yes. and it's just great so far. Yeah, I think it, I think it's great, and the BET Awards took a lot of flack for uh, their their coverage of of the whole Michael Jackson situation, but I think this is a better opportunity to really pay respect to him, and that was really not the form, but I'm glad they didn't pass it up. Yeah, I can agree with it. I think it it was too soon, um, and they already had a show incorporated. It was a you know a nice effort, but um, I think something for him alone is as always going would have been a better option. Yeah, when you got an icon, you got to show him some love by his right. And, and as an artist, at the end of the day, you know if 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 I could have my own memorial, I would want it to be a big comedy show with my friends come out and perform. So that's what they're doing for Michael today, his friends coming out and performing on his behalf. I think it's amazing. So hang on the line. Marcelina Olan, thank you for uh, tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Uh, and as I go to 310, I know this is my dude. You on the line. 310 Oh, that's me, that's me. Hi, it's right. part of that. Yes. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Let me... Let me do this proper introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, blessing us today, you know her, you love her, uh, an icon in her own right. Uh, so many uh, young men, uh, 20 and up, probably 18 and up, probably 12 and up. You know, my son is even enamored with you as TV One and, and, and you know, the Naked Knights have given another life to the Good Times show and what that was to us. So many of us love you and everything you stand for and the fact that you are so regal, so beautiful. She's on the line right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Bernadette Stannis. How are you? Thank you. Thank now, now is Ralph on the line as well? Yes. Uh, Joanne, Rodney, good morning to you and your listeners. Hey, man, thank you so much. And I can't, I can't blow up Bernadette without stopping for a second and show some love for the great, talented Mr. Ralph Carter, the 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 one that made it okay to be a militant, the one that made it okay to stand up and say, hey, that's not right, the one that made it okay to sing "Bubbling Brown Sugar," ladies and gentlemen, Ralph Carter. <laughs> Hi, Rodney. <laughs> How y'all doing today? Fantastic. Um, we want to thank you first and foremost for this opportunity. And on such a sacred day, we also salute the magnificent spirit of Mr. Michael Jackson. Indeed, it was beyond an honor to know not only him as a man and a person, mm -hmm. but he raised the vibration of the planet through his music. 
and we all know within our hearts that he'll be deeply missed. He's a good brother in our eyes, and we respect him and send our deepest condolences to his family. Now, I, I know you guys I, 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 worked I, I, on the show with his sister. So w- was Michael ever around the set? Yes, he fact, was. Yes, he was. Wow. Yes, and he was, he was a, a presence. And he, he was a presence, and he was also a spirit that, that you cannot miss. And once he was there, you knew he was there. You know, and I, I just want to just say, you know, let's all lift up that family. I'm looking at it on the Internet, and, oh, my God, they look so wonderful. The boys look great. I mean, they're in that gold tie with that red yeah. robes and then the white glove, baby, they're representing. And, they oh, Michael that. deserves nothing less than what he is getting today throughout the world. Because he was magnificent. I I, I, complete, I agree completely, and nobody could have said it better. And I, I don't want to lose sight of you guys' interview. I, I, I did stretch out my show. I know I'm doing an hour show today. It's an hour and a half, and hopefully you guys have a little time to hang out with me. But I do want to want to reflect on Michael Jackson and what he means and what he was to us. And I, I, I as I as I begin to think about good times and what that that show is and was to black people, what do you guys think? You know, especially uh, uh, Ralph. I like to hear your perspective on this. Being a child star, uh, what's it like to 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 be that at such a young age? I think the the dues that we all paid, and especially being a child actor, were phenomenal. In the 1970s, I'm very grateful to have been on Good Times because we opened the doors for many who followed us. And in fact, it's because of Esther Roll, who is the foundation of Good Times, that we were all employed on that particular production. We forever pay homage to her. We forever pay homage to the late Michael Evans, who created Good Times, along with the brilliant writer, Mr. Eric Monte, who created Cooley High. Those two writers, the foundation of Good Time. And as a child, it was very inspirational to see men and women of my ethnic group writing and producing and developing and creating productions. So it left a fantastic impression on me as a young child. Also, we pay homage to the memory of Mr. Ernie Barnes. Ernie Barnes has died within the last 60 days. He, in fact, is the man who created the artwork that Jimmy Walker's character, J.J., produced on the show. So within the context of growing up in Hollywood in the 1970s, I was very fortunate with my theater background to work with an ensemble cast who were first-class, first-rate men and women. We thereby had multiple experiences with every episode that Good Times presented for our viewing public audience, who we humbly thank for your decades of support. We could not do those 22 minutes without you watching us, and we are deeply grateful. Bernadette? Yes. Yes. I want to add to that and say that it, it, it was very, very true. Um, I got up every morning and was just glad to go to work, and, and they taught me ethics. They taught me work ethics. I mean, as far as being on time and, and knowing your lines, and this is a job, and be grateful that you have a job. And um, I, I just thank my fans. I thank everybody that our show is generational, and it is going on. We have four or five decades, I mean, generations of fans when we, when we go out to do our book tour and, and Michael TDE tour. Do you know that we, we um, get so much love from these 
people, and we give the love. I mean, it's, it's a magnificent thing. It's like they can't, they run up and they say, "Well, I know you. I know I know you don't know me really, but I know you." Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I look as as a father. You know, I have four daughters, and I look at at the image that you gave to young women. And it's it's still a powerful image even to this day to have a, a, a virtuous young lady in the ghetto, in the hood, you know, that's not promiscuous, that's beautiful, and it, it's it's really worth applauding even now how conscious. You guys had so many great uh, subject lines and plot lines. You spoke. Uh, you spoke to Michael Evans. I don't know if the world really knows who he is. Can can you guys really, you know, share some light to, to my audience of who Michael Evans was? Surely, surely, Rodney. On the original production of All in the Family, there's a young man who was the son to the characters who became the Jeffersons. Isabel Sanford, of course, rest her soul, and Mr. Sherman Hemsley. Mm-hmm. Those three wonderful people also went on to do the Jeffersons, and the original Lionel on the Jeffersons is Michael Evans. Michael Evans has passed away in the last two years. Unfortunately, with his passing, it was implied that I had passed away. My name is Ralph Carter. Michael Evans is the man who created Good Time. And your character. And my character was created through Michael Evans, therefore the Evans family. So the work that Michael did and contributed to Good Time is in the early foundation of the years, Brother Rodney. Yeah. He and Eric Monte, Bob Pete, I mean, brilliant, brilliant young black writers who worked along with the, the brilliant Norman Lear, who developed Good Time. You see, Michael Evans and Eric Monte created Good Time. Norman Lear developed Good Time. Got Thereby, it. Our entire, our entire production team, I learned how to do productions. I learned how to put things into perspective that... Although you see the finished product with the actors, there's a, a barrage and a battalion of people who work with us to make that all happen, whether they're our writers, they're our secretaries, whether they work in our prop wardrobe department. We work with really wonderful people. You can't help but um, look back in retrospect and see not only how gracious time has been, but also in our most recent visit on tour with my new single, which is entitled You and I, by Stevie Wonder, his classic, which I sung on Good Times as, as Summer's Wedding was occurring. Yes. We recently were able to premiere my new single and Bernadette's book, of course, Situations 101 and Relationships. It's wonderful hot seller. And the people in New Orleans, Louisiana, gave us a, a stellar, stellar presentation. We thank Essence, the music festival, for their kindness and allowing them the opportunity for us to be treated the way we deserve to be treated because we treat people the way we want to be treated. Wow, well well said. Well said. <laughs> That's our little spokes. <laughs> hey, you know what? How about I do this? We're going to take a quick break, and as I go to break, y'all listen to my man Ralph Carr. God 
Thank you, Rodney. Wow. Hey, hey, you know what, man? I, I, I was going over the Internet, and I found it. I was like, oh, my God. And then I learned that that was, that was a single that you're working on and that you're putting out. So, man, I'm so excited for that. Now, let me rewind. Just one uh, moment, Rodney. Okay. That particular performance that your listeners just heard is the performance that I did on television. Yes. The new single is updated, and it has a totally different performance and quality as well. Okay, okay. And we got a house house music version of it also. So we're going to rock the couple after they get married and put them on the dance floor. I, hey, I love that. You know, I'm from Chicago, so I love anything that's house is right up my alley. Um, now, can, can I rewind both of y'all back? Um, what was it like when you got the call to be on this show? My God. Wow, that brings me back. Uh, well, I, I remember, you know, I, too, uh, came from the project. 
So I remember one, this one day I come upstairs, you know, I was out doing something, and I came upstairs, and my mom was sitting on the couch, you know, and I had never seen a look like this in her face before. But kind of like she looked at me, and I kind of knew, you know, like we were reading each other's minds because I auditioned, and I didn't hear anything for like three months. So all of a sudden she looked at me, and I looked at her, and she said, you got it. Wow. I said, she said, you're Selma. And I went, I went, oh, my God, I can't believe it. You know, I was so excited. And that's how I found out I got it. <laughs> Rodney, and to your listening audience, in the case of my experience in getting my role as Michael Evans on the television series Good Time, for those who do read the credits, you'll say that it says Ralph Carter, courtesy of the Broadway musical Raisin. This year marks the fiftieth anniversary of Lorraine Hansberry's classic and legendary play, A Raisin in the Sun. I was working on Broadway during the time I was just to be hired for Good Times. I'm the third actor who was hired from Good Times after Esther Rolls and John Amos, respectively. I knew in advance that I had gotten the part because normally I flew from California to the road where I was performing and personally let me know. So I, I literally got the part before I got the part. My contract was bought out of Raisin, and I then became part of the brilliant ensemble that I worked with. That's how it started for me. But I was in my sixth Broadway play by the time Good Times began for us. Wow. And it was, wow. It's amazing because now when he came on set, I mean, he's like, he was like the baby. He's a, he was a star child. He was a star uh, child. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, he got the top billing, then Jimmy Walker, then Bernadette. And, uh, <laughs> but that's okay. I was in there. <laughs> hey, work is work. You know? so, 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 Ralph, Ralph, speak to that. So you, you, you're coming off of a hit Broadway stage uh, musical, Raisin in the Sun. Uh, I mean, well, Raisin. Uh, which was uh, based on Rain Hanbury's drama, A Raisin in the Sun, and 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 now you get plucked out to do television. Were you against it at all? Against it or against it? I mean, were, were, did you want to do it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a wonderful family that helped me for a second, hereby the work that I did at I think we lost a little quality on Ralph's line. Can you hear him? Uh, give me a little test, Ralph. Check. Uh, Is that better, Rodney? Uh, a little bit. You were loud and clear a second ago. I don't know what what happened. But go go ahead, go ahead. We, we'll we'll make it. We'll make it work. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're great. Okay, good. To your listening audience, we apologize for that little faux pas. <laughs> Growing up in show business was a great joy for me. It was um, one of the greatest ways to learn. I learned from some of the masters of my craft. Um, we spoke to that John Fordville, who had been in Broadway shows themselves, the dramatic shows, people who originated organizations such as the Negro Ensemble Company. We also support highly the National Black Theater Festival, which is occurring next, early next month at, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. We love the theater, and we support especially black theater in America. 
we must qualify and say black theater because it is a different medium of theater when we have to represent the images that support the arts and create characters for our people to see and for our people to enjoy. I'm very deeply grateful to theater because because the image of the black the black that is so mutated in America is good and refreshing to know that there's theater productions, writers, and developers who are out there changing those images and hopefully complementing the society at large, but our images of black people in particular. So the transition from theater to television was basically I just had to not to leave first pressure. As the stage demands you express yourself, the television camera's right up in your face, by the way. Right, right. You, you can just bring it down a little bit. I know you do. <laughs> Hey now, now uh, I guess I can ask this to both of you. You 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 cast on a, a TV show, uh, it becomes a hit. How does your life change? I'm sorry to cut you off, Bernadette. It's very hard to hear you right now. Uh, I'm not sure how to fix it. Uh, I don't know if it's on our end or on your end. Uh, let's let's do this. Let me open up my um. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, that that that's that's a little better. Let me open up my phone lines. I, I know I got a couple of people on the line that want to say hi and want to say what's up, and maybe we can get a, a handle on the uh on the phone lines. Um. In a couple of minutes, uh, I'm coming to you nine seven two. You're on the line. Hey, Bernadette, this is Cedric Lyons. Remember when you came down to Dallas with Sherry Dawn? Yes, I do. Okay, remember the guy you told to stop biting his fingernails? We was at because <laughs> you because you had a little. Uh, you remember that? Right, right, right. Yeah, because you. That's 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 me. Me and Sherry still talk. Wow. Well, I'm sure you're not the only one biting his nails around Bernadette. <laughs> well, no, this is what she told me. She said that she has a um, she she had gotten uh, with a, 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 an infection for biting her fingernails. So she told me stop biting your fingernails because you'll get an infection also. And I still remember that that was years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's really good hearing from you again. Uh, and I, here's what I, I want to say, Rodney: you've got to be a really great person during this, during the uh, um, watching the Michael Jackson tribute. And you've got uh, Ralph Carter and Bernie Stanton that, that will call in even during the tribute, you know, just to say hi or something like that. So, number one, that tells me a, a lot about you and, and, and what, what you do. Then that tells me a lot about Bernadette and about Ralph to be able to, you know, you know, stop down a little bit, you know, during the during this time of, of tribulation, just to just to, to honor the commitment that they, had, I guess that 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 kept. And you know, one day I want to be able to to be able to, you know, be able to move in that those type of circles that. That, that they will stop down for that. So I would want to thank you, and then Bernadette, you and Ralph, both of y'all. I grew up watching Good Times. And I still watch Good Times. Mm-hmm. I still miss John Amos because you know the show was off the chain with him. <laughs> right, right. Hey, hey, thank you so much for the call, man. Let me let me get one more in here. Uh, uh, bitch, warm. I'm coming to you. 
come to you. The bench warmer. The bench warmer. Okay, you don't want to talk. Okay, you don't want to talk. Great. I'm going to Chicago. Seven seven three. You're on the line. You're on the line. Chicago. Chicago. Uh, I think they dropped. Uh, I think they dropped. Three one zero. You up? Three one zero. You up? Hello. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Ryan Evans. Ryan Evans. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Hi. I just want to say, want to say that my last that name is Evan. Name well, is I was Evan. actually well, I was a part of the family. A part of the what family. I used to grow what I used up to grow. This constantly, nothing better. Nothing better. We're very grateful, Mr. Evans. We're very grateful, Mr. Evans. Oh, no, I am very grateful. Oh, no, you guys are very grateful. Very groundbreaking. Very groundbreaking. Everything. I couldn't go through a day without watching this time. Go through a day without watching this time. Brother, we appreciate that. We also appreciate that. We also... Not to thank the city of Not Chicago being that we were being that we were able to the complete the green house green house back we like to not only thank that not only thank that but we used to go annually to go annually to roll had a one had a one that because we were better because we were better from green that we used to win, that we used to win, we used to see, reading those wonderful people, that wonderful people, that off the series, the off the series, I don't know, you might know about those, 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 Wow, well said. Uh, I got I got Chicago pop back in, and let's see if we can bring him on successfully this time. Seven seven three, you up? Okay, come on guys. Okay, dropped him again. All right, so uh, uh, guys, you guys are so awesome. Again, just like the caller said, for just taking the time out and coming on to my show, I really appreciate it. Uh, um, I'm, I'm almost calling you Michael every time. Do you get that every day? Oh, yeah. It's just more so I turn it in dinner. I mean, Michael's like a nice thing. I don't mind. Now, now, I understand that Jimmy Walker will fight you if you call him J.J. That may be a case, depending on <laughs> <laughs> I believe everyone is inside of this disposition. And I, I love Jimmy Walker. I have Jimmy Walker is the most brilliant men I've ever worked with. I never saw Jimmy Walker as a child growing up. I never saw him out of books, but some form of literature in which he's always empowering his mind. And wow. That for me, encouraged me not only to become a bibliophile, but also to go deeper into studying not only world history, but African history in particular. I'm very grateful that the role we have created see at a level of consciousness, there are some productions today that might be lacking in those levels of quality. 
that this has to be able to get to our viewing audiences, upwards to 50 million people per week. Remember, in the time good time started, there was no cable to compete. There were 100 to 150 different channels. The major channels were ABC, CBS, NBC. Thereby, the the people that we did reach, Rodney, I looked at the new the impact until years and years later. Growing up on Good Times, I never watched the show. The elder actors advised my mother not to let me see the television show. Right. Sometimes the children tend to imitate themselves. And were I to imitate myself, I would lose some of the natural qualities that I was to bring to the school. Is anybody on speaker? Maybe that's what's what's messing with our quality of our line. Are you losing us? Uh, I'm not losing you, but I, I, it's just like the your your voices are becoming very faint. My people in the chat room are like, man, I can barely hear them. So oh, I, I just, it, it, how, how is it now? Say, can we get a quick check? How, how about now? Incredible now. It's incredible because yes. we were on speaker. Man, oh, okay. if you know that, we would have been and closed this phone up for you. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we were able to hear your questions simultaneously. Oh, got it, got it. Well, well, what what I'll do is I'll direct individual questions to each one of y'all, so so um, so so you guys won't have to be on speaker. But um, again, I want to I want to thank both you and Bernadette for for taking the time. Um, let's do this right now. Um, tell me this. I know you got an album coming out. Tell me about it. What's going on with it? Sure. It's first and foremost uh, those who are listening who have bought my my recorded work in the past. I appreciate that. In the 1970s, I had a hit single out, two hit singles, Young and in Love by the late Van McCoy, who wrote that, and also a tune that was a big hit in the clubs called Extra Extra. Presently, as an adult artist, what I have been doing is to, through popular demand, I was asked to re-record Stevie Wonder's classic You and I, which, of course, you just heard. However, the up-to-date version will um, definitely be received, we believe, by many of our public who, who likes to buy music. But I look forward to my new album coming out as well in 2010. For the record, for those of you who do love to read and would be interested, please contact Ms. Bernadette Stanis at thelmaofgoodtimes at AOL.com. Bernadette and I are writing a joint uh, book together jointly, and it's the co-authorship of Our Experiences on Good Times. Fortunately, Rodney, a lot of people have been calling or writing Bernadette on her email and sending us some brilliant questions. Uh-huh. Our format is to use the questions that people ask us and formulate that into what we want to do based on our experiences over the time. We Got just it. ask that you, we only ask that people don't send us anything obscene, obnoxious, or offensive. And they can they can reach you guys through Bernadette's website? Through Selma of Good Times. Bernadette will tell you now, all right? Hold on. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, okay. Bernadette's on the other phone, Rodney. Okay. Tell them, Bernadette. Yeah, it's Thelma, Thelma of Got it. Yeah, I, I'm on it right now. I'm looking at the right site, and I'm going to uh, post it in my chat room as well. Uh, the website is Thelma of Good Times, uh, dot com. That's T-H-E-L-M-A-O-F, goodtimes.com. And... Uh, Bernadette, I know you have uh, a couple of books out, Bernadette Stannis, Situations 101, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly of Relationships. Yes. Uh, t- t- tell my audience about the book. Well, you know, I have to get a hundred of my situations. 
Hey, Vicious V from Vegas is in the building. You're on the line with Bernadette Stannis and Ralph Carter. What you got to say to them? You know, they done moved your life, I know. I just say more ups and more props to them for what they're doing. I've been watching them since I was a kid. I love them. I also have Bernadette's book, and I love it. And I'm going to check out the new one she has, you know, and hopefully we can get her to Vegas and do a book signing for us. But, yeah, I want to say much ups to her and Ralph for doing what they're doing and staying positive and keeping it moving. Thank you so much. We sincerely appreciate that. Wow, right, hey, hey, right. thank you so much. So, so how is Vegas right now? What's going on down there? It's kind of hot right now, you know, but we're getting ready to do the players' ball coming in September. So, for all the players to come out and holler at us, but it's going real good out here right now. We got a lot hey, of maybe we can get Ralph to come down there and put on one of the play outfits. Women can be players too, so you can be a player for one day. Bless <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. your heart. <laughs> I love it. Hey, thank you so much for the call, Vision. Definitely. And, and a big up again to Rapper and Bernadette. Okay. okay, beloved. Thank you. Hey, guys, what's your, what's your personal appearance schedule like? I know y'all got to be everywhere. Well, right now, Bernadette and I are in turnaround from a. a I would say an exciting and empowering weekend in in New Orleans, Louisiana, for the Essence Music Fest. And she and I will be both, Bernadette and I will be touring throughout the rest of the month. And as we're touring, we're also writing the book together. So thereby, thanks to our team captain, Brother Kevin Fontana and Mr. Edwin Harvey, we're able to get a lot of work done, and we will be in a lot of places. Wow. This weekend... New York. The, the NAACP is yeah. celebrating its 100th anniversary, as many of our listeners may know. However, um, that's one of the, the important events we have coming up this weekend. Then we turn right around and go to the Indiana Black Expo in Indianapolis, Indiana, and we'll be there from, I believe, the 17th through the 19th. And that, again, is the form in which we get a chance to meet and greet our people, and they come and they buy the book and they buy the CD, and um, get a chance to, to take, take a piece of our phone. And, and, and hugs. Hugs are free. Hugs are free. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, 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 many, so many people you've touched over the years. Um, what's it like, and I think you spoke to this earlier, Bernadette, when people know you, but they don't know you? Well, you know, um, very, uh, very, um, I would say that Thelma was very much like me when I was that age, a little bit more optimistic, I would say. But a lot of my character, my personal character, was in Thelma. A lot of it was that. So, you know, because I'm a, I'm a giver and I, and I love people. And, and like I think I, I wrote in Essence.com how I spoil everybody that I know. I mean, I spoil people that I love, you know, my family. I spoil my little Ralph here, <laughs> my baby boy, and, um, you know, I, and, and all my fans. So I just love it. That's just the kind of personality that I have. And I did that on Good Times, too, you know, my brother's. You know, JJ Michael. I, you know, I was there. I was strong, but I was, you know, optimistic and supportive, and and that's just how I, you know. So they do know me in a way. I, but, I get, I get a sense from you, well, both of you all, that the fact that you guys spent this time on television, it didn't end when the show ended. I mean, you guys really seem like family to me. Right. <laughs> never stopped being friends. Never. Never stopped. Never stopped loving each other. Never ever. I think that what Good Times gave us was uh, an entire ensemble of people that 
We literally enjoyed going to work together. Rodney, you know there's some people in our class who can't be in the same room. Their egos are so large. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've had to neutralize that based on the training that we got working with Estee and an ensemble that taught you humility. Humility is something that I think is a foundation that will allow you a greater access to people and to communicate. Just as long as you don't disrespect us, you get to meet us and say hello. It's as simple as that. So that the arenas that Bernadette and I find ourselves in, the enormous amount of love that we see, it, it, it literally brings us to, to emotional, emotional reactions as well because the, the love is so genuine and people sincerely, although they vicariously live through our characters, when they get to meet Bernadette, she's not just only a beautiful woman from what people can physically see, but internally that sister radiates, and I know it. Otherwise, I wouldn't work with her. And we decided a long time ago to never stop being friends. Now, now the show the show went through some ups and downs in terms of you know the cast changing. Uh, I mean, there are episodes when it's just you know you, JJ, and and Thelma. And so, so uh, as as the cast kind of evolved, um, and you know the the inner turmoil. How did that affect you guys as actors? Oh, sure. I think intellectually we have to approach each script differently, Rodney. As you know, in episodic television, the audience gets to see the finished product. we got to read that stuff first. So thereby, there may be, I know in my case, when I had a grievance about anything in a script or some type of situation that may not have um, been to my liking, I could always go to the other actors who were more mature than I am to have their, not only their insight, but also their advocacy. They would advocate for me if there was something fundamentally in the script that I did not like. We sat around the table of communication every week and literally dissected the script page by page based on what that particular episode was about and also what the writers were about. What about you, Bernadette? Well, you know, I always felt this. Esther taught us so well. You know, being that I, that was my first professional job, you know, of course I went on and I graduated from Juilliard and everything. But what, 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 what Estes taught us was to be professional at, at all costs. And when, when she wasn't on the show, when John wasn't on the show, I felt that I had to step it up, be sharper, be more on it, you know, represent for her because that's what she taught us, and I'm sure she was proud of all of us. And when she did come back to the show, she told us that. She said, she said I love the way you guys maintained and carried it out. Wow. As Bernadette and I are co-writing this book, Brother Rocky, we also want to let the people know who will be reading and purchasing our book that we will go more in-depth into our insights on what happened to us on the show. Absolutely. We definitely um, are grateful that in American media in particular, that Good Times was one of the first – complete African-American family units that you saw in mass media. Prior to this time, you had people who opened the doors for us, such as Diane Carroll and Julia, Slip mm-hmm. Wilson in his own show, Nat King Cole in his own show, the wonderful, brilliant cast of Amos and Andy. Had there been no Amos and Andy, there would have been no good times. They're the ones who opened the doors for us so that Bernadette and I find ourselves almost at an, in awe understanding that we, too, were part of a cycle of artists in um, 20th century American media who opened the doors for other people of color who came after us. And I just hope that those 
who come after us will pave a positive way for those who will come after them. All right, Ralph, now that leads me into my next question. The state of black television now or black situation comedies as we know it, I mean, there's, there's, we're very, very underrepresented on TV now. Um, do you foresee that changing or, or, or your perspective as, as the people that have paved that way? I do think that um, change is a constant that must happen. We are also responsible for creating these wonderful forums, creating the possibility of new ideas and new images. Wonderful television stations such as TV One and BET, I would personally hope that they become more inventive in their programming and allow there's so many wonderful writers out there, Rodney, whose works are being untapped. As a writer for television and theater, I, I genuinely know how hard it can be for the man or the woman who wants to break into our industry. But that doesn't stop me from saying to that woman or that writer or that man who's a writer, be encouraged and create your own. Do what you have to do. Put your production in the play. That could do in the brilliance of what a Tyler Perry has done and done it successfully. But there are hundreds of Tyler Perrys out in our country right now. We right. must change the image of television. We must, if we felt like it, we could open 100 television stations overnight if our people, you know, were conscious enough to want to do that. But sometimes the lack of, of the energy that you're talking about is also reflective and endemic of the society, of how we may be feeling as a whole. I feel that this is a very important time to celebrate being black in America, to celebrate being a part of our communities and assisting the men and women and the children that live in our community. We can transform ourselves, the men Michael Jackson said, by looking in the mirror. That man in that mirror, that woman in the mirror, is where change starts and takes place first. Wow, well said, sir. <laughs> you just broke it down. Yeah, in another way, uh, when people see, um, when, when they meet us, we're like family to them because we've been on the show in their lives for like 30 years. Thank God for, you know, TV One and, 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 and uh, TV Land. Oh, we opened it, and then so they are connected with us as a family. So it's just like when you meet someone, you go to a family reunion. That's just how they feel about us. I've right. had I've had women and, and men, but you know, women more expressive would just um, look at us and tears would roll. I have seen it. The tears would roll down their eyes and say, "I feel, I I don't know why I'm crying, but I I can't believe it." You know, it's that kind of love. That oh my God, you can't buy that. You can't. You know, do anything with that. That happens over time, that you're in someone's heart for that long, you know? I, I got to tell you, my first time meeting you face-to-face, I was taken aback. First of all, you haven't aged but maybe two days, you know. <laughs> I mean, Bernadette was two years old with good times. Bernadette was two with good times. with was six months. So Bernadette looks great. And, and, and Ralph, I'm looking at you. You look great as well. How do y'all stay, you know, so clo- in shape? What y'all doing? You know, I I, I will do more to, to even do better. But I always think the same way. Like I never think old. I never think I'm aging. I'm never. I know, I know I am, but I never think in terms of that. The same thoughts I had when I was on the show, or even when I was, um, you know, a young woman, are the same thoughts I have now. It's just that I do more stuff. 
like I'm a, a mom now, and I so I added that to the resume. You know, okay, I gotta get up early and do that. But I don't change who I am. I don't do your kids know? They know. They grew up with it, so it's like a part of them. It's like it, you know, they grew up in it. So it's not that you know what I mean. It's not like oh my god, I'm on TV. But it's like when they watch when they watch television, they get excited. Sometimes they laugh. They say, Mommy, I can't believe you did that. And I can see, <laughs> and, I can, and I can see both my daughters and myself on on good times. I can see the younger one when I was younger, and I can see as I matured, I can see the old one on there. And I could see their expressions, and they said, oh, Mom, you look like uh, Brittany when you did that. Dior would say, Mom, you look like Brittany when you did that. And Brittany would say, Mom, you look like Dior when you did that. So I see both my daughters and myself. Hey, so, Ralph, let me ask you this. Um, What was your favorite storyline for you? Oh, my goodness. I would say my my all-time favorite episode of Good Times was The Black Jesus. Yes. I really, I really, really like that. Baby, baby, I got to tell you, since BJ been up in here, we've been doing good. Yeah, yeah. And, and also it's very important because ethically, if, if your God does not look like you, then you're worshiping outside of who you are. Wow. At least the spiritual base for your home, whatever person's religions are, that's a personal experience as far as I'm concerned. However, if my God image does look like me, then I will respect myself more. See, unfortunately, we stopped calling each other sister and brother as we used to do at one time. Mm-hmm. Now we're B's and N's all the time. So words have a frequency. Words have vibration. And if we use words to uplift each other, it will also change and transform our community. So that production such as the Black Jesus episode it, it it touched the resonating pulse within the community. A lot of people liked that particular episode. But I think my all-time funniest one was when we thought we was eating dog food. Remember that episode? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait a minute, that wait a minute. Really a funny one. <laughs> getting, getting through that episode was one of the most difficult challenges we had as people, not as actors, because it was so funny. But listen to the story. We had to hold our laughter. That was great. But you know what? The story behind behind that is that you know, as we get older, you know, the older people are suffering so much. They they don't have enough money to make it, and you know, some of them don't eat much. You know, they don't either even eat a lot because they they, they don't have a lot of money. And wow. so we need to look at our country in that way too. We need to see help our elderly people as much as we can. I mean, you know, like bring them things, uh, go visit them, buy them a little gift. You know, because senior citizens they're struggling, and they have all this medicine to buy. They have things now that are costing. So, you know, that was a message way back. It was a subtle message, but you know what? It's gotten worse for them now. And we can't leave those seniors out, you know, because if they lose hope in us helping them, then they're going to look at it like, well, I'm in the way. I'm going to let it go now, and I'm going to go on and let it, let myself die. You know, a lot of times that happens to them. So I just want to say to the, a lot of seniors that are out there maybe listening today, to hold on and know that you are loved, and if there's anything that I can do in any story to help you, I will. Now, now Bernadette, I know Thelma couldn't cook, but can oh, Bernadette no, can't Spanish cook? Food now, not the full thing. I can give her the money to go get the food, but I can't cook. <laughs> 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 <Thank you. laughs> 
care and look out for our elders. The wonderful, dynamic actress who played that particular character was the late Miss Frances Foster. Frances Foster played the part of Miss Fergie, who we thought we were eating dog food with in that episode. And I say that because we also learned from Esther Rowe to never forget where you come from. Miss Frances Foster, Esther Rowe, many people may or may not know, are, along with Douglas Turner Ward and Robert Hooks, among the founders of the National Negro Ensemble Company. And the Negro Ensemble Company always kept the tradition of working interactively with their actors so that we watched Esther Rowe bring her friends from their past on into our present at that time. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So she, people who so she was inclusive, so the people that would come on and, and guest star were all from the, a theater, the theater background. Yes, sir. And also in their own right, in our community circles, they were phenomenal stars. You had Roscoe Lee Brown, Rosalind Cash, Debbie Allen. You had Philip Michael Thomas, Louis Gossett Jr. When you start thinking about all of these wonderful actors, when you look at Good Times, it literally was the showcase for a forum for actors at that time. Good Times was basically the only show that gave that platform. Of course you had That's My Mama. Of course you had The Jeffersons. But we, too, also preceded those particular productions. Of course you have What's Happening. But we, as the cast ensemble of Good Times, preceded those productions. So that the actors that we saw come on on a weekly basis were also a school for myself and Bernadette. We learned a lot from those actors who were our guests on that particular episode whenever we went into production. Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and I mean, just, just to hear your perspective on it is so amazing. And that particular episode is definitely one of my favorites because, you know, all y'all going around and y'all don't want to trash say. When Jimmy Walker said, the Lord is my German shepherd, I and mean, I said we not howled. <laughs> Well, that was some funny stuff, man. Um, what, what was the what was the set? How many times did y'all y'all had to do that? Like fifty times before y'all got that. Well, actually, um, I, we're, we're pretty sharp, you know. In basic format for good times, what Bernadette and I will be doing in expressing our um, our feedback to the wonderful people who are writing questions on ThelmaOfGoodTimes.com, we will go more in depth on how the week went for us, Rodney. How you know how we do? We did the regimen of reading the script. Mm-hmm. analyzing the script, blocking the script as we do in a theater format. Mm-hmm. Then we had to reinvent everything all over again in a different means when we had to go before camera. Working wow. in the sound studio in the rehearsal is different than working in the actual studio blocking the show. It's more tedious we that gotta, day. We really what the is. Yeah, you got to wear comfortable shoes on Wednesday, Jack. You know it, baby. <laughs> Wow. Put my little so, high heels on on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> so would y'all shoot in front of a live so audience? Good. Yes, yeah, we live had audience. Good Times just performed twice weekly before a studio live audience. We had our first production at 5 o'clock and the second one at 8 p.m. In between shows, we would have a, a meal break and do any notes or any type of repair on script that had to be corrected was done at that time and on that day. From both of those shows, the best of each episode was put together to give you a complete episodic show of good time. But we're going to definitely be more in detail and thorough in the book 
Because I want to say And, and people can go to the website audience. and they can pose their own questions about pose the show. Pose your questions. Absolutely. Yeah, ask us, again, just as long as you're not offensive, obnoxious, and in poor taste. Well, you, you know, I, 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 I would hope my audience would be that way at all, but, you know, you never know people. No, right. So far, 99.9% of the questions have been brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And it's amazing how on time and on top of the uh, <laughs> the production our people are. People are genuinely asking some very fair and intelligent questions. Now, Thereby, now, we want a fair and intelligent book. Now, you, you, the the website, again, is uh, ThelmaOfGoodTimes.com. Is there a working title for the book? Um, no, not yet. We we don't want to reveal that right now, Rodney. You know what? Y'all should do it viral and let the people that write in name it. That That's a rally. But, you know, I'm I'm very creative myself, brother, so I, I, really, I really do know what I'm going to call the book. I want so, you to know so, that you can reach me on Facebook, too. Bernadette oh, can be reached on Facebook too, also. So, so well, I know that's probably a fake Bernadette. Is not what, what? What's your fake? No, it's I, not, I, it's I, Bernadette. I might Bernadette answer her word, right. by the way. It's Bernadette Scanner. Yes, Bernadette Scanner, and I. I mean, it may take me a minute. I'm, I'm, you know, so I, you know, because I'm always doing something or traveling or writing, but I, I, I do address. My, you know, my writer. Bernadette gets about two thousand responses. <laughs> it's not, now, Bernadette, do you have a fan page? Um, yeah, I have a fan page. I have all that stuff over there. And my, you me Facebook. Yeah, you have, Facebook and, you have a Facebook and a MySpace as well. But they can yeah. get through the links through your website as well. So it's all yeah. of that you can find through Thelma of Good Times. Uh, let, me, let me go to, to my uh, my chat room and make sure I shout out some of the people that have been chatting along with us and listening to you guys all through the show. You guys, I, I can't tell you how awesome uh, it is to, to, to have two – I mean, you, I mean, TV icons. I mean, you guys really wrap your mind around that sometimes about what that yeah. is. Again, it's a very humbling experience, Rodney, because if you let your icon energy um, de- defeat the purpose of respecting people, then you're not much of an icon, as far as I'm concerned. Wow. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, I just, you know, I thank God for. Um, what he's given us, because I mean, at that time, no one had any idea that Good Times would be the the show that it is. And I think that the show lasts and it applies to people even today because it was written so real with so much reality that people can relate to it throughout time. It doesn't change. It's for real. You know what I mean? The only thing that changes is maybe the lingo and the afro and the clothes a little bit. Man, some some really great characters, you know, from Lene to to Sweet Daddy. Played by Mr. Jack Sugar Willie. Uh, Sweet Daddy Williams was played by Mr. <laughs> we have we have we have yeah, that was Mr. Theodore Wilson. But you know what's so funny? Let's tell him a little story about that. Go ahead, Fred. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story about little dad, Cinder Willie. He's from North Philly, all right? So uh-huh. when he would come to the rehearsal, he would be sharp and packed, baby. Woo! And he would have a handkerchief. Let me, let me tell you something. I don't know what was in that briefcase he was carrying all the time. But he would have a handkerchief, and he would take his handkerchief out. This is no lie. He would take his handkerchief out and shake it and put it on the chair. And then sit down. I'm like, no, he did not. 
We're, we're not exaggerating. This is for real. I he was really a character. I've never wow. She had that hair clean this time. He, he was just like that. But it's a Lenag. You know, he was just so, he was funny. You could tell him he was no star. <laughs> he was. Wow. Man, you, you got you got to you got to show me so much love today. Now, for for the actor that will listen to this, uh, that 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 their future endeavor is to be on the sitcom. What advice would you give? Oh, with education, I would say, if no one is giving you a job, don't complain and write your own. Give yourself a job. Mm. You've got an imagination. You've got a creativity. Right? For that woman who may be listening who wants to be in the arts that man who may be listening who wants to be in the arts, write your own stuff. The production I've written for myself and Bernadette is just that, a production that I wrote for us. We've always felt if Hollywood didn't give us the work, we would create work for ourselves. It's no big mystery. Just, just always know you must never give up. Find theater in your community and contribute to that theater production company and, and hone your craft. Read everything you can about the arts. Study your work. Don't think it's easy. We make it look easy, but it's not that easy. It's very hard to uh, to do that over and over and over in the same way and make it come out and, and comedy and all that. you got to know the craft of it. And so when people look at that, they say, oh, I can do that, I can do that. But it's different. No, you have to learn the craft of it. And it's very important to, to master the art of reading. Ain't nothing worse than a dumb actor. <laughs> You know, because, I mean, come on. We, Rodney, you know we get paid to remember stuff. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Ralph. First no, of we all. Don't. We get, get paid to remember stuff. You getting $10,000 a week and you don't know. <laughs> what do you say, Ralph? First things first, learn how to read. Learn how to read. Ain't nothing worse than a dumb <laughs> Have you Did been you on the set with one before? Huh? Yes, we yes, we. We go on the we'll say that one for the book. We'll say that question okay. for the book. <laughs> they were scholastically challenged. I was just saying like that. Well, you have to understand, Ronnie, that that Ralph is really a, like a genius. I mean, for real. I'm not. I'm not kidding. I mean, they gave him that that part, but they didn't really give him that part. That's how he is. He's really, really very smart. I mean, he remembers things. Uh, oh my God, he could blow you away with it. I mean. He remembers every actor that's ever been on the show. He remembers wow. when, we're, when, when we're doing the book signing, you know, uh, he remembers everyone's name that, um, that came up to him. To rem- I don't know how he does it. And so I'll okay, say to him. Okay, okay. Let, let me see if I can stump Ralph Carter. Okay. There, there was a guy, I, I know this guy, and this is still his claim to fame to this day. He appeared on Good Times. He was, he was a little, he was, he was, um, he was uh, he was a short guy, bald headed. His name is Robert played... Grant. What did you say? Robert Grant. Ah, is that his name? He he was, he was a little guy. He played a uh, uh, sweet uh, henchman, but he he was he was taken over for sweets because sweets got sick. No, you have to describe him more in depth. I thought when uh, you said a short guy, the guy Robert Grant who was stealing my money, my lunch money. Remember that episode? When Johnny oh, no, no. I, I know that guy. I remember him. Okay, that's Robert no, no, Grant. Okay. This was, this was a J.J. storyline with, um, yeah, Half Pint was his name. 
that's my wife called him. Had his name was had. But he was he was Sweet's henchman. Ah, uh-huh, I'm gonna uh. ask you a question. Well, nah. anyway, I, what is what's his name? Dave. His name is David in real life. David. Uh, I can't think of his name. Good lord, I'm I'm whack. I'm sorry. And, and I won't think of it right now. <laughs> Yeah, but he, he was he was he was trying to get over on Sweets or something, and uh, they, and he and Sweets had got sick, I believe, and JJ had to help him. But this guy, you know, it was it was crazy. Anyway. No, I, I do some over. So a guy Let's again. Move on. Got, say again. Let's move on to the next beat. Baby. Yeah, we have to. We have to. <laughs> uh, so you guys have have touched again so many people, um, such a great uh, history of television. Uh-huh. Uh, what's what's next? Well, Bernadette and I will continue to write this book. We we have a new television series that I've created, and also a play which I've written. As I've mentioned, Bernadette in her own right is a prolific writer, and I think that the people who read her book, Situation One Hundred One, will benefit from it greatly. I enjoyed reading it. I remember when the pages were blank, and all the effort that she's put forward to it, she's reaping the benefits of her hard labor. And we just, again, thank everybody who's buying her book. We thank everybody who will buy my CD and who has bought the CD. But to answer your question forthrightly, Bernadette and I will be working together in the new theater production as well as the television series together. All we want to do is bring another flavor of good quality theater to to our people and good quality television. Bernadette? Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. No, he's right. He said it all and I'm I'm really excited about it. I have um many things I want to write. I want to write a, a book on for the young children from age 13 to um 18 and and it's going to be um abstinence uh, about abstinence. So I'm going to call it abstinence 101. And it has nothing to do with it does have a lot to do with it, but I'm not only talking about um not having sex. I'm talking about um what at this whole time in your life means to you. You know, it means focusing on yourself. It's not just focusing on relationships or texting or on the phone all the time. It's a lot of wasted time when you do that. You know, give yourself a, a time to text, a time to, to let the boys call when you call them. But focus your energies on what you want to do and how you want to develop at this time for your future and get it in alignment. Like first, get your career together, then you find a mate, then you have your children. All right now. Those words are live by. <laughs> yes. So that's what I want to share with them, and I want to do that for my for my young listeners, you know, because they look at me sometimes and they say, well, I want to ask you a question. I want to know some stuff, and, and we need to talk to them and address them and give them hope, too, you know? And in, in the vibration of the young listeners, we like to thank all the young people who do watch Good Times. Rodney, yeah. I'm an author of 11 children's books. And in the next in the next couple of months, I'll start releasing them into our community and into um to the the scholastic world because a lot of children I've taught school for two years grades one through six. I'm also an early child development specialist. What I learned from those experiences is that all children can learn from all ethnic backgrounds. What we have to do is create possibilities for those children. My nephews, as a matter of fact, they're doctors now. However, when they were young boys, I tried to ask them, what kind of man do you want to be when you grow up? One youngster said, Uncle Ralph, I want to be a medical doctor. 
So from that time on, I always called him Dr. Osborne. I never stopped calling him Dr. Osborne. He graduated from Harvard Medical School. Wow. His brother graduated from Xavier, cum laude. These guys are now doctors. Had I told those men disturbing things, that you're never going to be anything, you won't be anything, I would have gotten different results. So what we say to young people does matter. If we can use words that lift their energy and their vibration and transform them to be the best that they can do, because you know we only got one planet. Might as well enjoy yourself while you're on the earth. Michael Jackson came to this planet and raised the vibration of this planet. We love meeting Michael Jackson. We love working with him and respecting his brilliant talent and contribution that he's left us. I'm still trying to factor that he's gone. Right. We got seventeen minutes left. Let let's talk about Michael and 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 really I think I don't know about you guys, especially having met him and having been in his presence. I I was never that but I had no idea how much I would be affected with his passing. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean can you yeah. imagine to live, you can't imagine a world without Michael Jackson? It's like it's a and like he said in many of his songs, he's well he did say it in a couple of songs, like he's he's always gonna be here. I heard one today, I guess it was a new one, if the angels were to take me, I'm coming back to you. So that shows me that there was someone in this world that he loved as a woman very, very much. And I, I just love him for that. And he, he was the kind of spirit that I think if you love someone like he loved, um, you only love once like that. You know what I'm saying? And and, it, and it's so beautiful. And and he and for me, he um, I see him in an, even another light now. A man who loved a woman like that. That's so beautiful to me. Wow. I, I see from my perspective, but he was absolutely brilliant, a great negotiator for his, on, on his own behalf. Um, to be able to have the catalog of the, of the Beatles and to quietly own that music, if you dig what I mean. Right. Every time the Beatles, play, Beatles song is played, Michael Jackson gets paid. You know, all, <laughs> all, right. due respect, all, all due respect to Paul McCartney and the wonderful men who created the Beatles and all that, my point is that in the bid, he did win, which shows, again, as, as even in some of the athletes who are – in, in the world of either basketball uh, or football, these men are also businessmen, and I think that they're setting primarily fantastic examples for young black men who are watching those guys. They not only play the sport and their craft, but they also have other options, and young people might want to consider having more than one option. If you want to be a basketball player, then study business as well. If you want to be a football player, then study law, study things that will take you outside of just what you do. Esther Rowe taught us that acting should not be the center of our life. You know, if I hear an actor one more time tell me acting is my life, I'm going to tell you, you need to get a life then. <laughs> About balance, you know, and you, and you got to have balance in your life. That's right. and, and getting back to, to the Michael Jackson thing, what I, I, don't, I don't know, but I felt like everything that he did, he did from his heart. And actually, if it wasn't coming straight from the heart, it really wasn't going to come. And so, to me, I feel in my heart of hearts, I feel he died of a broken heart. Oh, wow. 
Probably so. We're, we're all wounded right now, but I really, really feel that he died of a broken heart because he loved his audience. I mean, and the audience loved him. And when he couldn't get on stage and do his thing the way he would do his thing, I think that's what broke his heart. Hey, you know, you know one thing that that uh, I used to do audience warm up on TV shows, and one of the things I would do when I would do my, you know, you know, anytime for those of you who are listening, uh, anytime you see a, li- a show with a live studio audience, it's usually a guy that keeps the audience kind of hyped and energized between takes. Well, I used to do that, and one of the things I used to do, I used to have people sing the thing from Good Times, <laughs> and when I tell oh, you, first of all, people. Word. People mess it up. <laughs> People don't know yeah. the real words, but most of us, it's like an anthem almost. Have you ever guys experienced that? Well, hello? Yeah. Again, that's part of the, the enduring legacy of that particular work, and we're so very proud of that because folks do come up and start singing good times to us. And we take them singing. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I mean it, man. That that song was written by Miss um, Ma- Marilyn Ferguson. She's now the president of ASCAP. Wow. And she, wow. she's the, the lady who wrote that song. And, you know, and, and, I wonder how many. I bet line, she makes sure she line. get a hit every time somebody sing it to her. You know what I mean. <laughs> yes. Wow. And it is on the Internet. There's one line on there called Hanging in the Child Line. Hanging and a jiving. Hanging and a jiving. Hanging and a jiving. People think it's hanging in a child line, but it's hanging and a jiving. Hanging and a jiving. Because, wow. you know, words like, like um, jive turkey and jiving, that was the hit lingo at the time. Absolutely. You know, I, I slipped to my nephew, that's that groovy to one nephew one day, he said, Rodney, and to your family members, we extend love to them from our family. 
I would like our listening audience to please be encouraged to follow and fulfill your own destiny. Be sure that you tend to your own garden as opposed to paying attention to what's going on in someone else's garden. Cultivate your own and then compliment someone else. Thank you for watching us on Good Times. When our book is out, we look forward to it being the number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Make that happen. Take care, everyone. Wow. Hey, hey, you guys, you guys heard it right here. It's Rodney Perry Live. Thank you again to Ralph Carter. Thanks to Miss Bernadette Stannis. Uh, thank you, Kevin, for uh, helping me get these two lovely people on the line. You guys were amazing. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, and when I come back, I'm going to take some calls, and uh, we're going to close out the show today with a little tribute to my man, Michael Jackson. You guys have been incredible. Stay with us. This is Rodney Perry Live, and you with me right now, live as it can possibly get. <laughs> Y'all, it's your boy Roddy Perry back. Shouts out once again to Mr. Ralph Carter, Miss Bernadette Stannis for, for visiting us today. Uh, you guys have been so incredible, man. I wanted to really uh, shout out all you guys in the chat room. Um, uh, breaking the silence, comedian Stevie Mack, the guest that logged in, uh, Mental, uh, Sister, 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 True View Radio, of course, man. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I had a little little hiccup during the show uh, with the chat room, so uh, I lost my chat for a couple of minutes, but we got it back up. Again, thank you all, and uh, thank you guys for chatting and uh, hanging out. Um, it's, a, it's a very interesting day. I know uh, the world is looking at the Michael Jackson Memorial and, and that uh, we're all uh, saddened on some level, but at the same time, uh, I think we're finding um, an opportunity to celebrate, Michael. So um, let me let me do this. Let me go to the lines. Uh, I'm coming back to this. This young man uh, is uh, a part of my family. Uh, Ryan Evans, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Just still reflecting off hanging and jiving. My world is totally messed up right now. <laughs> you thought it was hanging in the child line. I thought that was hanging in the child line all this time. Nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> But, yeah, this is a very, very special day. Michael Jackson, uh, uh, they're having a celebration. I don't even like to call it a passing or anything like that. They're having a celebration. Because you got to think, since he was five years old, he's been doing this thing and doing it to perfection, doing it like nobody else can and will ever do. So for 45 years, he gave you everything he had. So, man, let's celebrate it. Let's celebrate it. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. Let me bring in. I got a block call. I'm about to bring in on the line. You, you, you still with you still with me, Ryan? Too. Uh, okay. You answering block calls, Rodney? 
Yeah, well, that might be. Might be a bill collector looking for. <laughs> they call the bill blog talk. They supposed to. Hey, you on the line? Oh, it's me, Samantha. Hey, Samantha. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just watching this Michael Jackson on TV. Thought I was listening to you and stuff. Uh, I was really rooting for you that you would come up with the name for Sweet Henchman. It was bad news, right? Bad news. Oh, yeah. oh Sweet needed that transplant. Oh, bad news. Sweet needed, and you know, bad news, Ryan, I don't know if you remember, he used to yeah. do voiceover with us voiceover. over at yeah, Feature World, which is a feature they use on Tom Joy the Morning Show, and uh, his name is David. And they call him mm-hmm. Creepy David. Creepy <laughs> David. He's a big Laker fan. I remember that. Yeah, he's a huge Laker fan. I could not think of bad news. Wow. So uh, yeah, yeah. So so Samantha, what, what are you? What are your thoughts today? I mean, uh, the Michael Jackson memorial and everything. What, what is your head at? You know, it's, I'm I'm sad. I saw Usher perform and he started crying. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm crying. You know, and. I I grew up with Michael Jackson, you know, and my mom grew up with Michael Jackson, so it's, you know, it's so sad. But, you know, I grew up with Michael Jackson was, you know, people were talking about him and whatever else, but I always still, you know, I was little when all that stuff was going on, so now mm-hmm. I just, you know, I know all the songs. Well, I know most of them. I can't say I know all the songs, but, you know. I'm I'm just watching it in, in awe, you know, can't believe what's going on and how many, how many people it's affecting because they're showing it live on TV. And they're yeah. showing, like, Harlem, New York, and they're showing Gary, Indiana, and these people just all over the the country just standing outside watching it on the big screens. and people. Like, it's affecting everybody. It's so crazy to me. And we, I was talking about it with Ryan, like, before Michael Jackson died, like, you know, Michael Jackson died, the world is going to explode, nigga. Like, you know, I don't know if I can say that on the radio. Ooh. Probably but, yeah, you too know. Late, too late, you but you know it's just crazy, and then they showing all these pictures and stuff, and they have yeah the, the imagery. The out. imagery is incredible. They singing "We Are the World" right now, and um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a very uh, powerful, powerful time. And I think more than anything, just like you said, wrapping your mind around the fact that this guy is not here anymore, you know. And and I, I said this on my my Twitter uh, the other day is that Michael Jackson is the only person that could be gone from us and sell tickets. Oh, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I'm bringing in my man, Stevie Mac. He's been uh, a police in my chat room all show. Stevie Mac, you on the air. Hey, man, what's happening, man? I've been listening in and uh, attending the Michael Jackson funeral by way of television, uh, uh, and you have done an awesome job. Uh, oh, man, thank you, man. It, it was, it was, I had some challenges today. Because I, I didn't realize that that they were on speaker and that was affecting my audio with them. And once we got that kind of under control, it, it uh it sounded a lot better. Big ups to Blog Talk Radio for creating this form and this platform for anybody uh, to come on and, and create your show and really uh, provide some entertainment to the to the world to the masses, man. And and give us an opportunity to talk to Ralph Carter and uh, Bernadette Stannis at length. And really hear those stories about the show, and and really get some insight that you don't get on other interviews. That's what I try to provide. Well, you did the damn thing, man. I this mean, is my first show at, at ninety minutes. I don't know if I'm gonna keep it at ninety minutes. I think <laughs> I was a compact format, but 
you know, I, 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 sure I didn't have to rush them. I want to say big up to Rodney Perry because, you know, only Rodney Perry can bring Thelma and Michael together. Well, I tell you, I got like 20 episodes on my DVR of Good Times. Thelma and Michael together, that's, that's amazing in itself. And you add a little sprinkle of Rodney Perry, what more do you want? Hey, you can't have no more than that. Now, I came to this call early today, 770. Atlanta, you on the line? Okay, he didn't want to talk to him. They don't want to be online. Yeah, he no, no, he said, I don't. He probably like, I didn't press the one. Why you keep putting me on? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so hey you, guys, you, guys, you guys have been uh, awesome all show. Uh, my name is Rodney Perry. This is Rodney Perry Live. Every Tuesday at 11 o'clock, this show goes down. I got a, I got a show lined up for next week. My man, Tommy Ford. I do a show on TV One called Who's Got Jokes. Tommy Ford and I are both co-hosts on that show, but you know Tommy Ford from Martin fame. Uh, uh, he, he did his thing, and he finally got a job. He's kicking it with me and Bill Bellamy on Who's Got Jokes. So y'all stay tuned. This is Rodney Perry Live. I got a Twitter. I got a Facebook. I got a, uh, I got a, a, a YouTube page. Uh, my website is RodneyPerry.com. You stay with me and ride this to the top. As we look at the show today and we look at the man that we lost in Michael Jackson, remember this, that he did it all in love. My name is Rodney Perry. This is Rodney Perry Live. If, y'all got, if you guys want to hang on the line, you guys on the switchboard, we got a couple of minutes after the show. The show will let us go. Blog Talk will let us go, and we'll have a few minutes afterwards that we can um, kind of uh, keep talking and, and keep chatting about this, and it will go on the um, – on the archives. So you guys stay with me, stay on the line. I'll be coming back to you guys. It's so awesome. I see you, 513, just check in. Stevie Mac, thank you uh, a, a bunch. Ryan Evans, Samantha, uh, Wildflower, True View Radio, Mental, uh, Seti J, Big Up Seti J, and Breaking the Silence. Thank you all. And uh, you can check out my man, Seti J, Dust. He's got a Twitter. Blog Talk Radio is off the chain. This is Rodney Perry, and this is Rodney Perry Live. Caller, 513, you on the air. Well, not really on the air, but you on the blog. <laughs> no, thanks. Hey, no, I was just calling, checking in, just saying that uh, that was a nice show that you had, and uh, you're right, it was uh, good to kind of get back. I'm 47 years old myself, so I clearly remember growing up on the whole Norman Lear uh, sitcom series, and uh, it was good to hear their good to hear their voices and see what's going on in their lives. Yeah, man, it, it it was such a pleasure to talk to them, and and it, it's like when you really wrap your mind around the fact that you're talking to Thelma, that you're talking to Michael Evans, you know, and and that they're regular people, and you, there was a time that dude we couldn't even got a word out talking to Thelma, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you and know, they, it's interesting. It's interesting you said that too. You know, you you just use a 
a term regular people. Our uh, our show, which will begin on Saturday, we call it Breaking the Silence. But um, you know, when you were just talking about Michael Jackson, I think the the thing that it, it kind of brings home is that. Uh, for everything that all of these people have done, that's exactly what they are. They're regular people. Right. You know, they live their lives the best way that they can. But at some point, you know, that life has to end. And uh, not too long ago, uh, I was talking with some brothers, and we had a little discussion about something, just to kind of put it in perspective. We were talking about the fact that there's a scripture in the Bible that says to the Lord, one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. And uh, when we broke it down, we said if that's the case, uh, 24 hours, you know, it's 24 hours in a day, and if you lived to be 100 years old, that would be one-tenth of that, which would be, in essence, two hours and 24 minutes. Mm. Michael Jackson was 50. That means that in that time, according to that scripture, he basically had one hour and 12 minutes. And so we thought about the question, you know, what are you doing? If you, if you lived to be 100 years old, that would be as fleeting as two hours and 24 minutes. So what are you doing with that time? Wow. What would you do? Yeah, uh, that's because everything that we do on earth, it counts for something. You know what I mean? Right. Or at least it should. So. It, it, at least Listen, it I should. Just, hey, I man, thank, thank, thank you so much for calling in, man. And the show is Breaking the Silence. You guys debut when? Yeah, we debut uh, Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern time. Now, what brought you to Blog Talk? You know, we actually had a radio show uh, in the Cincinnati, Ohio area. Okay. And uh, one of, well, uh, kind of a, a um, consultant of mine, happens to be my brother-in-law, he was telling me about, you know, Blog Talk Radio. And, and, and quite frankly, uh, it, it, it boiled down to an economic issue. And uh, so obviously we were able to get this for a lot cheaper than we were able to get you know, half an hour on the air, you know, in Cincinnati. And plus we would be able to hit, you know, a lot more people doing it this way. So that's really what brought us over. And um, since I've been able to really get a get an understanding of how it is, it, you know, it, it's quite helpful. I mean, I, I really appreciate how interesting it is. I heard a variety of programs already. And yours was featured, which is how I found out about it, because it was featured on Blog Talk Radio's uh, homepage. Yeah, that's one thing I, w I would advise you of. Is like when, when you when you got good guests, make sure you send in that request. And I, I've I've only done four shows. This is my fourth show. And well, you did a I've great been, job. I've been featured every week. I had Kim Whitley on. I had Kevin Hart on. I had Sean <laughs> no Keller Avery on. And, Hold on a minute. Uh, you had Kim Whitley on? Yes. I got to go check that out because she and I went to high school together, man. Oh, get out of here. She graduated from Shaker. She and I graduated yeah. from Shaker. Yeah, Shaker High. We, Absolutely. When we were in junior high, the, the funny thing is, I, I laugh. I mean, I, I'm so happy for her. We were in junior high school. We were probably the What's the, your the name? I, I'll mention your name to her. Will she remember you? Oh, I'm sure she will. I'll tell you a couple of stories, two, two real quick. One is uh, when we were in junior high, we were probably the two silliest kids that were in the school, and it just, I'm glad to see that she took hers, and, you know, she went beyond, and she was able to accomplish everything she had to accomplish, but I, but what, our, obviously our paths went different ways. After I graduated from college, I went into the military, so mm. I was a naval officer, and uh, one... Well, I was, and, I was so, in the Navy. I was an enlisted man for eight years. What year? What, when were you in? I was in from 90 to 98. Oh, okay, okay, because I was in from 85 to 91, okay. but around 1989 or 1990, 
um, happened to go to uh, to see a play. We went to go see Beauty Shop. Ah, yeah, and, uh, Beauty Shop. Uh, yeah, early <laughs> check 90s. this out. So I so we go to see it in Delegate. Philadelphia, and she uh, and so she was there. And I because when I looked at the when I looked at the um, play bill, I was like, man. I said, Kim Whitley. I said, I went to school with a Kim Whitley. So we went backstage. My wife and I went backstage, and sure enough, it was her. So we had a chance to catch up there. And then two weeks later, I had a, a Naval Officers Association convention in New Orleans, and I jump off the plane, and she's jumping off the plane. I hadn't seen her in years. She's jumping off the plane two weeks after that play uh, in New Orleans to put on Beauty Shop at that time. Wow. So I actually got a chance to see her uh, a couple of times in like two two weeks. So it's, it's been good, and I've been following her, um, you know, her, her theatrical uh, career in, you know, and, the movies you know, and the, 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 the first person to give me a, a job in Hollywood was Kim Whitley. Kim Whitley hired serious? me hired me to work with her on um, on old drama, and I was a writer, and I did warm-up over there, and that's the first Hollywood job I ever got. So anything I do, Kim Willie is one of the first people I always include. Well, yes, please tell her. Tell her that you that, that, that Ron Mosby was listening to your show, and I had a chance. And you know what I'm going to do when I get off? I'm gonna, I won't be able to do it right now, but I'm going to go back because that's archived, right? Yes. I'm going to go back and listen to it for sure. Yeah, my very first episode, episode number one. Wow, that's hey, great. Hey, hey, Ron, thank you so much, and, man, congratulations on your show. And, and, and I hope you get a chance. Hopefully you get a chance to listen uh, Saturday. But I, I'll hit I, I you will. Up. I'll hit you up on, uh, on, on, the, uh, on the site here too. Hey, you're absolutely right. Hey, again, everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is Rodney right. Perry Live. You guys have been so incredible today. Uh, shouts out once again to Mr. Ralph Carter, Miss Bernadette Stannis. The show is Rodney Perry Live. The website, ThelmaOfGoodTimes.com. You're tuned in to one of the coldest shows on Blog Talk. It's Rodney Perry Live. I'll see you later. I'm out.